Key Aero, your aviation destination. Military Aviation. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Air Warrior podcast. I'm your host, Richard Thomas, and this week our team is once again back on the show circuit, reporting this time from the Slovakian International Air Festival at Malachki Air Base, where we will update on the country's leading fighter trainer aircraft requirement, among other news. All of that coming up a little later on in the show. The news this week. The first two Qatar Emiri Air Force Hawk Mark 167s has arrived at their new home of RAF Leeming UK, where they will form part of a joint UK-Qatari fast jet training squadron and marks the latest step in a burgeoning airborne relationship between the two countries. Making the short transit flight from the BA Systems facility at Wharton Aerodrome in Lancashire, on September the 1st, the two jet trainers are the first batch of a total of nine Qatari aircraft that will deliver advanced jet training to Qatar Emiri Air Force and Royal Air Force pilots from RAF Leeming. In a statement released in April this year at the formal signing ceremony of the Joint Training Squadron, Khalid bin Mohammed al Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of State for Defence Affairs in Qatar, described the move as an important step in the ever-growing partnership between Qatar and the UK. The Republic of Kazakhstan has placed an order for two Airbus A400M aircraft plus associated maintenance and support, with the first platform scheduled to be delivered in 2024. Together with the agreement, a Memorandum of Understanding has also been signed to collaborate on maintenance and overhaul services. Kazakhstan will become the ninth operator of the A400M after Germany, France, the UK, Spain, Turkey, Belgium, Malaysia and Luxembourg. And finally, after a slight delay, the first of 10 former US Navy TC-12B Hurons has been delivered to the Argentine Air Force, arriving at El Palomar Air Base Buenos Aires on the afternoon of August the 25th after undergoing a major refurbishment in Alabama. Nine additional TC-12Bs will follow in the coming months, all of which have been in storage with the US Air Force's 309th Aerospace Maintenance and Regeneration Group at davis Monthan Air Force Base, Arizona. Four of the aircraft will be assigned to the Argentine Air Force's aircrew standardization program, with the remaining distributed around other units for liaison tasks. And that was the news. Time now to turn our attention to Modern Military's group editor at large, Alan Warns, who is on the ground in Slovakia at the country's International Air Festival. The show circuit is back on then, although at present rates one wonders just how long this will be for. Nevertheless, let's make hay while the sun shines and bring in Alan Warns, group editor at large, for his take on the recent Slovakian Air Festival. Hi, Alan. Oh, hi, Richard. Nice to talk to you again. I just got back from a 700-kilometre round trip to Malachki in uh, Slovakia, where they had the uh, they hosted Slovakian International Air Festival. And we were really lucky with the weather. It was uh, sunshine for 48 hours. Well, apart from the dark, of course. But it, was, uh, <laughs> it was brilliant. It was brilliant. And there was a lot going on there. But what, what I found fascinating was the entrance and what was happening because of COVID. Well, that was it. So if I can just jump in, I wanted to ask, well, first off about that, about the practicalities of show attendance, because, you know, the likes of you and I are able to attend events now after yeah. 18 months or two years. But the public too are also heading to air shows, as we saw at Bournemouth this uh, weekend. Now, of course, different countries have different measures in place to mitigate health risks due to the pandemic. But, you know, how were things on the ground in Slovakia? How were they organising 
you know, all these people in the same place at the same time. Yeah, it was interesting. When I, when I checked the public, of course, we, we wear masks uh, quite a lot when we're in buildings. But I got to Slovakia, got out, went into the hotel, and no one was wearing a mask in the hotel. No one. And no one seemed to be wearing masks at all in Slovakia. Mm. So it was interesting. I was thinking, what's it going to be like at the air show? And, but at the air show, it's quite organized. They, they had an entrance for people that were not vaccinated, but could prove they didn't have COVID through a, a PCR. And there was an entrance for people who could show a certificate that they had a um, COVID vaccination. And of course, here in Central Europe, it's not unusual to be asked for a COVID certificate wherever we go. So they went through the two different entrances. And then you would have lots and lots of barriers set up so the two could not cross each other. So there was barriers all around the static and there was barriers on the areas where the people could sit and watch the aircraft and you were not allowed to cross into each other's area. And there was an area of no man's land between the, the barrier separators so that people could not go into one from the other, mm. which meant that if you wanted the static display, you'd only see half the static. You couldn't get close up to the MiG-29s if you were not uh, vaccinated, but you could get close to the Pumas because you were vaccinated. So it was really strange to... But the, 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 the paying public could not actually get to see the whole static. And if you got in one area and you wanted uh, early in the morning, for example, and you wanted to get back into your, your other area, there's no way you could do it. It was really strange. And I was asking people, so because I didn't, wasn't really aware of this until, until late that afternoon because I'd gone through another entrance. But I'd have been lucky to have a VIP ticket and it wasn't so bad that way but it was it was quite complicated it must be difficult for people trying to meet their friends but even more difficult for people who want to take photographs of all the aircraft because they couldn't yeah indeed you know you've gone to all the effort if you're a paying member of the public to attend the show and unfortunately for whatever reason you haven't got your vaccination so you're only getting as, as you said you're only getting to see half the stuff that you paid for so it's a little bit that's a difficult situation for them yeah it'd be interesting to see if uh, other countries uh get around the system by doing that because it's people get very frustrated that's yeah. for sure yeah, yeah. well it's a pretty good static there was aircraft from most nato air forces including two rf pumas i quickly caught up with the puma crew and they were telling me that now there's brexit and we're not in the year it's really difficult to you have to clear customs it takes so slow and they went through frankfurt and they said it'll get to the point where we won't want to come to these events because it is such a nightmare to get the clearance yeah, so yeah. I look good look around the static, but on the industry side, there was there was a few companies there too. And well, who were the main players, the main sort of presence, I should say, on the industry side of things? Aerovodahodi were there. They were the main sponsor, I think, of the show. There was Lockheed Martin, who were another sponsor. There was a Slovakian training academy who trained helicopter pilots, and helicopter maintenance people, and there was a Slovak's uh, MRO company called Lots. End, which is based at Trenchin. I won't try to pronounce the lot end because it's just too difficult for me <laughs> and for most Westerners. There was, so there was four main companies there. And I went to talk to most of them, well, all four of them actually. And I had a chat to Lockheed Martin. And it was quite interesting. So Lockheed Martin have sold 14 F-16s to the Slovakian Air Force. And that's interesting. It was a $800 million deal, I think, which was agreed back in early 2020, mid-2020, and it's meant that the air show is usually a it meant that where the fighters are currently based, but it meant that the air show is relocated to Malachki, which is on the Czech border, which is much easier for people like myself. 
So the F-16s are now being built in North Carolina, where the production line is now set up. And they would be delivered in late 2023, 2024. And there's 22 Slovak Air Force pilots currently in the States in various stages of training. But there are four at Tucson at the moment doing flight lead training. And two of them will become instructor pilots eventually and come back to Slovakia when the aircraft are delivered. Yeah, so it's quite interesting because I also spoke to them about the modernization that's going on at Sliatch Air Base. And they said, well, it actually has nothing to do with us. And I said, well, who's doing it then? And they said, it's actually the NSPA, the NATO sort of procurement agency at Luxembourg are looking after the modernization of the air base. And I said, well, I had heard there was some delays to the base being built. And they said, well, yeah, that possibly is, but we really can't comment on that and you see before when you buy a new cutting edge fighter like the f-16 you have to set up all sorts of new secure areas like weapons storage and mission mm. planning and all sorts of security so this has to be all set up at, at sliash and has to be in place at that base before the f-16s arrive now there is some speculation the f-16s will not arrive when they're supposed to arrive because of this which would be quite handy because for their training needs because the Slovak Air Force doesn't have an advanced jet trainer either to lead in to the F-16. They currently have three legacy L-39 albatrosses. I know three because I asked a technician on the static how many were still flying and he said he, he did say three. So this means that Slovak now having spent 800 million or so on the F-16 procurement and in fact I think it's more than that because of the, the cost of the base modernization. So it means that the Slovak Air Force has to get an advanced jet or a jet trainer, an advanced jet trainer. So now there was a request for information released last month for jet trainer. And so far they've been released to the RFIs be released to industry. So far I believe that Leonardo and Aero expressed interest, Aero and Bologodi. And both of them were both for the latchkey. Aero brought along their new prototype L39NG as a marketing, and it was in the VIP area, and it flew in the flying display. And Leonardo are offering the T346 and the T345, but I haven't quite got my head around what kind of offers Leonardo are doing on the 345. They tell me it's a already delivered aircraft, which means to me that it could be maybe second-hand aircraft they're offering to. Leonardo, but I'm still waiting confirmation on that. And there was a 346 there as well, which was not in the static display, it was only on the flight line and, and flew in the afternoon. And while Leonardo, it's difficult to find anyone at Leonardo to talk to about the prospects in Slovakia, Aero were, were a little bit more forthcoming. Mm. And they did tell me they now have an offset with the Lot N company that does the MRO in Slovakia for building parts of the NG if Slovakia does buy it. And um, at the moment, that company is already overhauling parts for the legacy L39s, which uh, Aero is overhauling. So Aero has done quite a lot of work with Slovakians to try and, uh, you know, convince them that L39NG is the way ahead. And also, the NG was in Slovakia since last Tuesday, so it was there for four days before the show started. And they gave three or four Slovak Air Force pilots familiarisation flights. And I'm not too sure what happens with Leonardo, but I have to say, Italy has a huge presence there again. Two typhoons, 
Fricky Trickalori were there, the T346 and a C27J flying in the flying spray as well. So obviously Italians are keen to get something from the Slovakians. And it could be as part of the International Flight Training School that maybe they, Slovakia could join the more advanced part of the International Flight Training School on the 346. I mean, that information is yet to come out. But it was it was interesting to compare the, how both companies were doing their marketing at the event. And we all had a good chance of looking around the NG as well, but we did the 346. Well, I recall we've uh, spoken about the NG before. I think it was in episode two or three of the podcast, I think it was. Um, yes. It's, it's interesting that, you know, the, the status of Slovakia's Air Force and the programs that they've got and the procurements that they've made and are looking at, it seems that there's a bit of a chicken and egg situation because they've obviously procured yes. the fighters they need and are beginning to train the pilots or familiarize the pilots with it. But as you say, there's this lack of an advanced jet trainer. Now, would that need to be in service before the F-16s are, or could they allow it to go the other side of the delivery of the F-16? Because correct me if I'm wrong, if the pilots being trained in the US are already trained there, then they have a little bit more leeway before they need to get a new batch in Mm -hmm. through an advanced jet training. So I guess the question is, how pressing is this need for a jet trainer? Can it go to the other side of the F-16 delivery, or do they need it before? Well, um, it's it's a good question, Richard, because I actually asked Lockheed Martin that. They said, well, you know, if they wanted to continue advanced jet training in the States for a while, they could do that. But they really do think that a European solution is the best way forward. And that's why they said the NG could do the job. And of course, if the Czech Republic does buy F-16s, then the NG would be a leading fighter trainer. I'm not saying the Czech Republic will, but mm. you know, we'll get to that later. You know, Lockheed Martin would say the NG could lead into the F-16 because they're trying to sell or could be trying to sell F-16s to the Czech Republic. And of course, the, the 346 or the 345 option is always there, in which case Slovak could join the IFTS. But as you've said, it doesn't necessarily have to be in place when they get there, but it would be a nice to have, I think, that they'd be there. And I guess both sides will offer some solution to meet whatever they want. Yeah. But I think that the Slovakians are hoping to get eight to 10 jet trainers, and they would need them around 2024, I think, to make sure that the pilot training is continuing. But we'll see. Yeah, as you said earlier, Slovakian Air Force has been going through a rapid modernization for the last three or four years. They first got the C-27Js to, from Italy for, to replace the Agnov 24s and 26s. Then they bought the Sikorsky uh, S-70s, UH-60 Black Hawks to replace the MI-17s. And now they bought the F-16s to replace the MiG-29s and the MiG-29s now. While they've got 11 on the infantry and one of the pilots told me only three of them are actually operational, you know, and they have to man the QRA, quick reaction alerts at SLIAC to defend Slovakian skies. And maybe that was one of the reasons why there was not an MiG-29 in the demonstration, although one did do a formation flyby with all the other Slovak aircraft. There was no Slovakian Air Force MiG-29 display, which is a shame because at SLIAC they usually put on a great demo. And when I asked the pilot why was there no MiG-29 there, demonstration he didn't say it's because the qra he said because we were never invited to do one which was quite shocking actually mm. but there you go yeah, yeah so slovakian is in it's been modernizing quite a lot over the last few years and you're right it looks like maybe chicken before the egg when buying the f-16 before they had to jet train them but yeah. uh, maybe they're offered a good deal what about then obviously we've outlined slovakia's state of play what about other countries in the region, there's obviously requirements for fighters 
just next door, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Czech Republic has a leasing agreement with Saab or the Swedish government for the uh, Saab CD Gripens. The leasing agreement is up to 2027 with an option for two more years. Yeah, they've only got one squadron of them. And recently, as uh, recent as 18 months ago, the Czech Air Force sent Gripens to uh, Baltic Air Police in Estonia. And of course, five aircraft uh, had to go for that. And they've only got 12 single seaters. So it was a bit of a struggle for them to have to command the QRA in Chaslav, where the Gripens are based. Which also, they're also having an agreement with Slovakia to defend their skies if required, as well as having aircraft up in Estonia. And it, and it became obvious to the Czech Air Force, they knew this before, that they really do need two squadrons of supersonic jet aircraft. Mm. They tried to get two squadrons 20 years ago, but the Czech government vetoed it and they ended up one squadron of Rippons. So they need supersonic jet trainers to replace ripping CDs or to augment them in uh, six years' time. So they've been putting feelers out. The Czech MOD have been putting out kind of RFIs to industry and the US government received requests for information and the Swedish government requests for information. The US government offered it over to Boeing and Lockheed Martin, but it seems to me that Boeing won't bid for the uh, aircraft procurement in Czech Republic. I think it's left to Lockheed Martin. And Lockheed Martin tell me they're offering both the F-35 and the F-16 to Czech Republic. And there's now an active marketing campaign now in Czech Republic on this. And I asked them how many aircraft. They said 18. We'd offer 18 F-35s or 18 F-16 Block 7072s. And I said, why are you offering both? And they said, because the Czech government hasn't made it very clear what they want. So the US government told us just to offer both types. And just before the show, I spoke to sources close to Saab who told me that Saab were going to offer the Gripen CD or the Gripen EF. And of course, the future CD will have the new IESA radar in there. It's active electronic scanned array radar if our listeners don't know what IESA is. And the Gripen EFs will have the new Raven IESA radar in there. So they will have a big capability jump with the new Gripens too. But they're going to have a tough time taking on the marketing oomph of the US and the government who are promoting interoperability all around Europe. And that's why we've seen even Swiss support F-35, which I never thought would happen. Well, indeed. I mean, there's just, you know, the sound of an F-35 entering a, a fighter race sort of leads you mm. to, I don't know, I don't think the platform has, has lost a single program that it's been allowed to enter yet. I guess Lockheed mm. Martin yeah. has got an interesting proposal, really, isn't it? Because they're able as an OEM, to offer two very capable aircraft yeah. at different price ranges, different price yeah. brackets. So you can say, well, you can have a fewer number of F-35s and we, we all suspect what the F-35 can do. Or you can go with the F-16, which is, you know, that's a platform that has got some serious longevity with the latest yeah. block upgrades as well. But then, of course, you yeah. look towards Saab with the work that it's doing with the E and the F and the ESA radar for the CD. So it's an interesting problem to have for the Czech Republic Air Force, yes. but how pressing is it that they need to make a decision on this, or can they just extend that leasing, do you think? They don't the leasing to end in 2027, although, as I said before, it's an option for two more years. They really need to order it in 2023 for a four-year lead in terms of the aircraft to go on the production line, or bases can be modernised. So I think 2023 is the year that they will uh, make the decision. 
And as far as I'm aware, the Czech MOD has set up an office for the procurement, the procurement of a new supersonic jet trainer. But interesting, when I was talking to Lockheed Martin, I said to them about F-16s and F-35s. Well, a lot of the countries, they said to me, uh, will be buying F-16s with a view to buying F-35s. And I said, well, like who? And they said, Romania. Romania has got secondhand Portuguese F-16s. And they said by the 2030s, they'll be moving from F-16s to F-35s. We've already discussed that with them before asking. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting way to go. And as you said earlier, the F-16s are a lower cost and lower technology end of the market. And, you know, eight years ago, this new F-16 Block 7072 wasn't there. Mm. And Gridman had all the market to themselves. And suddenly, 7072 has come along and there's been winning some competitions. It, it recently won Bulgaria. It's won Slovakia. The F-35 recently won in Poland. So... It, you know, you're seeing the US uh, taking over much of the ground here in Central Europe, which once before would be ribbons. Yeah, it's, I guess the idea of US OEMs having such success in Europe as well is you know, good because you get very good platforms. But conversely, you look at the indigenous manufacturing and design capabilities and sustainment, and European countries are going to want to make sure that their aerospace industries are catered for, no matter what platform that they yeah. buy. So I, I guess you'll have offset agreements and making sure that local yes. suppliers are able to produce parts or systems for the aircraft as well, right? Yeah, but I have to say that it's, it's a good topic you just brought up there. The Czech government doesn't support its Czech aerospace industry. For example, two years ago, it decided to buy eight Bell UH-1Y helicopters and four Bell AH-1Z tank helicopters to replace existing MI-2435s. But as part of that procurement, the Czech government didn't negotiate any offsets. So all of the helicopter industry here, Lombrara, is going to run out of work because the Czech government didn't include anything in the offsets. And look at the need for an advanced jet trainer or jet trainer for the Czech Air Force. I mean, the L-39s are going to run out of uh, steam in another year or so. What will the Czech Air Force do then? Because they're all being used by public company Long Praha's CLV at Pardu Bitsa. They're using L 39s Cs to train pilots for the Gripen. But them L 39s are no longer going to be flying in a year. It's for three or four years now, Aero has been trying to convince the Czech government to buy the L 39 NG. And still it hasn't happened. And last year, when it was certified, I asked the Czech Prime Minister, Andre Babish, when are you going to buy the L 39 NG? And he said, when it's certified. And I said, well, that's why we're drinking champagne here, because it has been certified. So we can see a deal, and then suddenly his mind has all put me away. So I didn't, I didn't have to, a chance to pursue that one. But, but it is quite frustrating for Aero. But we are going to see a change of ownership for Aero for the hobby. When end of September, a Hungarian businessman will buy the company from Penta, who was a Czech company, and it essentially will become Hungarian. And I do believe that Hungarians will buy it. You know, I reckon around 10 or 12 L39 NGs and table that procurement by the end of the year. I think that uh, the Hungarians will support the what essentially was a Czech company for 100 years, more than the Czech government. And it will be interesting to see whether it actually, it must somehow become a Hungarian company. It's a, it's a question I asked Aero at the weekend, but they could, didn't really know how to answer it. Yeah, so you could end up Slovakia buying NG, Hungary definitely buying NG. Don't tell me this businessman 
hasn't bought the company without knowing that Hungary will buy the NG. And then you've got Vietnam, of course, that bought the NG as well. And now the discussion's going on in Vietnam about the critical design review. So they'll be starting to look at what they're going to do with the NG for Vietnam. Yeah, so there's a lot going on at the moment over here. And it's one of the nice reasons of being here that I cover this part of the world because it does lack coverage, actually, I have to say, Slovakia and Czech Republic. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, indeed. And just over the discussion over the past 20 minutes or so, it's just sort of highlighted to me you know, the benefits of being able to actually attend events and go to air shows, yeah. and speak to people yeah. on the ground and actually do our jobs as we used to do it before the pandemic. But anyway, uh, yeah. we'll uh, have to leave it there. Ali Warns, Key Publishing's Modern Military Group Editor at Large. Thanks, as always, for coming on. Thanks very much, Richard. For our listeners, if you'd like to know more about the topics discussed today and all the rest of the news from the air domain, please visit the Key Aero and Air International websites. But for now, until next week, thanks for tuning in. This has been a podcast from Key Aero, your aviation destination. Remember, visit www.key.aero for more of the same. Thanks for stopping by, and we hope to catch up with you again soon.